Hello, everyone, and welcome to In the Grooves, the podcast where we break down the unbelievable, unpredictable, and unknown stories behind some of the greatest songs in history. I am one of your hosts, Giovanni Gargiulo, here as always with my brother, Michael. Yay, yay. And Nicole Pumpkin Patch Winters. Hello. How do you like Pumpkin Patch? I do love Pumpkin Patch. I love Pumpkin Patch. We're entering the season. Are you into that? I have already entered. No. <laughs> did you enter forcefully or Full did board? you yeah. gently enter? Forcefully, forcefully. Mm-hmm. but also gently uh, at the same time. Seems like those are two conflicting ideas, mm-hmm. but okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm happy to be a part of it if I if I could be. I just want to get there. So I don't care if it's forceful or peaceful. Oh, uh, yeah? Yeah. I don't do like the pumpkin spice. Lot. I like pumpkin pie. That's kind of where my pumpkin begins and ends. I don't really care about anything beyond pumpkin pie. I had pumpkin Cheerios once. That was money. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah? Yeah. I've made pumpkin pancakes with like the oh, canned yeah, pumpkin. Oh, pumpkin pancakes. Mm-hmm. But, I, but I feel like they never really come out all that pumpkin-y flavored. I feel like you need like artificial pumpkin flavor to get the pumpkin-y flavor that you need. Disagreed. I had a uh, pumpkin spice latte. Did you? Duncan. Already? Yeah, it's already, already out? Yeah, yep. so okay. it started. Okay. Yep. All right. Anyway. Yeah. So, Pumpkin Patch, what are you listening to this week? Coheed and Cambria. Oh, I've heard of them. This, wow. this is the first time that you've said a band that I knew who they were. I've yeah. heard of them before. I don't know their music, but I, I've heard of them. Mm-hmm. What type of music are they? What do they do? It's like progressive rock. From prog. Would, it's, would you say it's prog rock? Yeah. From the country Specifically. Prog? <laughs> I like that. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Are you listening to d in the Comitorium or just whatever? Just okay. whatever. Yeah. I have a few uh, of my faves. Jersey, Devil in Jersey City. Say word. Say word. Deril- How do you say that word? Delirium trigger? De- 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 I don't know the word. Delirium. That word. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> that- Delirium's a great beer. Oh, you love delirium. Love delirium. That's the one with the elephant on it. Sure, fucking is. Little pink elephant. Love Ew. that son of a bitch. Pink elephants. You don't like that beer? I've never had it. Oh, it's then how is it's it? Like Ew. a crafty beer. No, it's I a said, high. Oh. I said cute. Oh, good. Oh, yeah, it is cute. it's like a high alcohol content beer. It's very good. Oh, I would be into it. Yeah, you need like two of them, and you're done. That is right up my alley. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's Belgian. Yeah. Oh. Word. Yeah. Where all the good. best beers come from, in okay. my opinion, Belgian style beers are the best beers. I don't like IPAs or any of that other gross shit. Very well, Giovanni. What are you listening to? I have been listening to the heavy a lot. Oh. I've been heavily into <laughs> the heavy. Uh, for those that don't know, they're kind of like a um, they're like a funky rock band from I think they're from England, as far as I know, but really cool music. I think they might have an al- a new album coming out soonish. I could have sworn I saw something recently saying, "Hey, be prepared for something." And I want to say the last one was like 2016. So if they do come out with something new, I'd be fucking jazzed for it because mm. a lot of cool jams, a lot of cool grooves, fun, fun band. That's not the same as every other band that, you know, that's around. Cool. Um, I've been listening to a band called Temples. Their last album, Hot Motion, is great stuff. Um, they kind of what remind me of, of like yeah. Temples. Uh, yeah, no, I, I heard you say the name they, of the band. What type of band? Um, they're definitely like a modern pop, kind of like dreamy pop band um kind of a cross between like maybe like old beach boys and like psychedelic 60s kind of thing head in the clouds type right Mm. it's but it's 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 good stuff nice hooks and um are they newer i don't yeah they're newer yeah okay um also from across the pond so that's cool jaffiel jaffiel good um now that we've all established that that you all feel. Yeah. It's important to have feelings. I feel feelings every day of my life. Well, that's good for you. Um, let's, let's ask about what's going on guys. 
Oh, I see what you're what's doing. going on. I see wow. what you're doing. Yeah. Okay. That Song for this week is what's going on by Marvin Gaye. January 20th, 1971, Motown subsidy, Temla Records. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about it. Let's get into it. Tell me, Pumpkin Patch, what are your thoughts about this track? What is your attachment, if any, to this track? What is your memory, if any, to this track? I don't know that I have a specific memory of this one. My mom loved Marvin Gaye. Really? Yeah. Okay. I could Part, see Gail getting down on Marvin yeah, Gaye. I mean, everybody loved, should, so. Yeah. Um... So I don't have a specific memory, but I do really like the song. Like any song about unity, um, I'm pretty much there. So you came up with this one. This wasn't one that you had to like file through and find it right before we did this podcast. No. You already knew it. Yeah. Bet. Giovanni. Yeah. I think you fucking piece of shit. Fired. Yeah. Right. Um, I think we grew up with the song. So I think it's been a part of our um, Gargiulo history uh, for our entire life. Um, so yeah, I don't think I have a specific memory of it, of like the first time we heard it, just because I think it was always there for us. So I don't, I don't have like a, oh yeah, man, I remember the one time going to school, yada, yada, the first time I heard this, it it was from inception to, uh, today that it's been there. Right. Um, I just feel like it's one of those songs. I mean, obviously all these songs are songs that everybody knows, but, um, it, it was a little bit of a showstopper when it would come on. Like, I remember our family, like, Pop and his brothers would, like, dance and sing along to the song when it would come okay. on. Like, when it was, a, when it was like, a, if we were at a, a gathering, for whatever reason. Yeah, like, Sunday dinner, whatever. Whatever, whatever a, the hell, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, showstopper, just smooth as silk. Yeah. The song, I mean, it's Marvin Gaye, so obviously it's smooth as silk, even, yeah. if you, even when it is subject matter like this. Um, but, yeah, I think it's... Uh, it's always been a standout, even like it's among like the great Motown smash hits. Mm. You know what I mean? Not you know there are plenty, but like there are the standouts, and to me, it's a standout. Yeah, you, I mean Motown literally put out over a hundred absolute hits that pretty much anyone who's into music knows all of those hits. Yeah, um, but you're right. I mean this was this was a break the mold song, right? Especially it, for him. Yeah, right. I, well, for for the label as well. Yeah. We'll, we'll get well, into this was that. towards the end of the label, right? I mean, this <clears throat> right. was towards right before they moved to California. Yeah. Um, I know a little bit about this one. Good. Yes. Uh, so I'm yeah. dropping fucking knowledge dimes in this Whoa. bitch. Yeah, do it. Jump get in, ready. Jump in whenever you like. Get ready. We encourage that. We encourage learning yeah, and education on this podcast. Force my way in gently. Okay. Um, Pumpkin Patch. Is there a part of the song, section of the song, lyric of the song, anything that that grabs you specifically? Um, I like the chorus. I, I think it's the chorus, mm. uh, the snap moment. Yeah, I'm always here for a good snap, <laughs> snap <laughs> yeah. clap moment. Yeah, yeah. So when that sound you. starts coming in, I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> very good, very You're good. Like, hi, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Giovanni, uh, so for this, I kind of have two. Uh, the first is really the lounge type for me. This, this is what it, it. This is what it reminds me of. Like it, it makes me feel like I'm sitting in like a cigarette filled lounge type bar where, cause you have all that ambient talking at the beginning right, of like it. in the bridge. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, even at the beginning, it's all of that, like just that chatter, the room chatter. Yeah. Right. Yep. Um, that is super cool to me. That makes you just, it, it to me, that's a transportation. It, it transports me to another universe yeah, it, yeah. just because I don't think there are that many songs for me that 
do that, that kind of make me feel like, oh, like, mm-hmm. man, I'm just, I feel like the coolest dude in a fucking, kind of in a snap, like, like there's about to be slam poetry happening right yeah. after Marvin Gaye, something <laughs> like that. Yeah. And then obviously it's the, it, right, it's the sax right at the beginning. I was going to say this, the sax. The sax just mm-hmm. fucking bless, right. It's, it's so smooth and fucking groovy and just like, mm. Yeah. For me, it is, it is also the saxophone part. Um, and maybe tied with it or a close second is the, like the choir part toward the end. Okay. When it's, when it's right, um, right toward the end of the song. Um, so cool. So are we ready to, to dive into it? You ready to jump into it? You're ready to forcefully enter it. Yes. Yeah, okay. Man. Fucking go, go hard, go raw. So, um, a little bit of background for Marvin Gaye. For anybody who does not know, uh, he was a gifted vocalist. He had a four, one, two, three, four octave range. Ooh, mm. a lot of octaves. Sure is. Um, also I wonder a, what my octave range is. You have a very, you have a wide range because your voice and your speaking voice is kind of mid-level, but you can go down and up. I've I've heard about you going down and I hear it's, I you go real low. I going down. I hear you go all the way down. Yeah. Cool, everybody. So he was also a gifted musician. He played keyboards and synthesizers. Mm-hmm. He also played drums. Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Oh, I heard that before. Um, he was a session drummer for Barry Gordy Jr.'s Motown record, Motown Records legends, including Little Stevie Wonder, The Supremes, and Martha and the Vandellas. Hmm. My man was on the kit, son. Isn't that dope? That Fucking is actually pretty dope. I love drums. Hitting the tom-toms. Yep. And the snare drums. Yeah. And the cymbals. And the cymbals. Yep. yep. You guys. All of them. The crash and the hi-hat. With- I, I know because you play drums. I, otherwise, I wouldn't know these things. Yeah. Yep. With the stick. Yep. All right. All right. So we're we're all... We're all like right there. Right. We're all like... like just we're all musicians in, in this room. Yeah. yeah we yeah. clearly know all there is to know yeah. about drums. Yep. Bet. Um, I, I didn't know he had all that session work, though, uh, to his credit. So that's cool. Um. He had success at Motown with hits that you all know, How Sweet It Is To Be Loved By You, I'll Be Doggone, um, Ain't That Peculiar, It Takes Two. It Takes Two, baby. That's right. Uh, it Takes Two was a duet with Kim Weston in 1966. And I believe also a movie starring the Olsen twins. I love that <laughs> Is it is that the movie? And yes, that okay. movie. Cool. <laughs> so, like she just has to like shut us down. No, like, I just let us down. Fly. You know Do you what? feel like we're the children and he's the dad and we're just like? <laughs> I think he thinks that he's giving us like the side eye. Like I will. Right. I mean, if you guys want to start a second podcast where it's like Olsen twins movies. Oh, what if it was movies that were all based on a song title? I mean, dead air. Well, I just what are, what are you creating a playlist? What? what no, I'm creating a podcast for you guys to go and do after this. He's always trying to push us away. Right. Just let us in. <laughs> right. Let us love you. Embrace us, man. Right? Okay, hold on. Let me reach out and hold you guys' hands one night. Oh, do I don't want to touch part. your hands. Oh, okay, I wouldn't either. Um, <laughs> so It Takes Two, being a duet, uh, was a huge hit. Um, so Barry Gordy decides he's going to pursue more duets for Marvin. Okay. He enlists Motown vocalist named Tammy Terrell. Yes. Okay. Now, that same year, Soon-to-be-legendary songwriting duo Ashford and Simpson joined Motown Records. They composed a song called Ain't No Mountain High Enough Mm -hmm. prior to joining. Um, Dusty Springfield wanted the track. They declined her. I love Dusty Springfield. Now, keep in mind, they're just singer-songwriter team. And they turned down Dusty Springfield, who was already hit. Ballsy. Um, They were so confident that they were going to get into Motown Records that they wanted to save that track for their, uh, basically, their key. You know what? When you know you have a fucking winner, 
when you know you have a winner, just run with it, right? So... 1967-1968, uh, Astrid and Simpson wrote the following songs for Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell. Are you ready? Okay. Ain't No Mountain High Enough, which we discovered that they had in their back pocket. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Your Precious Love, Ain't Nothing Like the Real Thing, and You're All I Need to Get By. Oh, nice. Bang, Those bang, bang, yeah. bang, bang. Yeah, straight up bangers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I know. Can you imagine? The hits just keep on coming. I mean, they that's don't it. stop coming. In a row, bro. Like, yeah. that's unbelievable. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. red. Um... So, uh, they are a successful duo. They go on tour together to perform live, naturally, you know, make that money. Um, Tammy collapsed in Marvin Gaye's arms on stage while performing Your Precious Love and was diagnosed with brain cancer. Jesus. Yep. She had surgery to remove the tumors. Surgery was unsuccessful. She died on March 16th, 1970. She was 24 Jesus. years old. Oh my God. Fucking such a baby. And, and like literally on the rocket to the top. Right. Oh my on God. On a rocket to the top. That was like, Tammy Terrell, you said? Right, right. Oh my God. Like dreams come true. Here we are. I'm on stage performing one of my many brand new hits. Right. With Unbelievably fucking Marvin tragic. Gay. Right. With Marvin effing gay. Jesus. Can you imagine? Mm. Could you imagine being at that concert? Right. No. To no. be able to say you saw like the original, right? Tammy and Marvin, like even to see her like collapse. Oh, yeah. the, the the specific show, yeah, yeah, traumatizing, right? Unbelievable, mm. such a tragedy. So Marvin Gaye uh, predictably falls into a pretty deep depression. He's abusing cocaine. He has trouble with the IRS. Um, ultimately, he fights through it. Um. In 1968, he had released uh, Too Busy Thinking About My Baby, and I Heard It Through the Grapevine. I love I Heard It Through the Grapevine. So those are both... The like, fucking California Raisins. Do you think about it? Do you know the California Raisins? No. Are you too young for that? Yeah. Oh, man, there used to be a commercial with the California Raisins. They would sing I Heard It Through the Grapevine. They were like these little... I don't know if they were like claymation or stop motion, but it was for like raisins. Yeah. Or, yeah okay. I know what and they would they, they But they, were, they had like eyes and arms and legs coming out of the fucking raisin, and they would sing I Heard It Through the Grapevine. It was the fucking freakiest, creepiest thing. Oh, yeah. What, what Classic we were commercial. Classic. Classic commercial. Unbelievable. Like because... There yeah. was always raisin bran in my house. Sure fucking was. Despite little, little fucking boxes of raisins. Right. And that's and before shit. and that's before they were like coated in sugar. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. Because they were not good in the 80s. I, I, okay, like I, I guess I would have to look up the factuality of this, but I remembered the taste of them being like not fun. If they were coated in sugar like they are now, because I've had them, you know, over the last, I don't know, five, six, seven years. Right. They're way sweeter now. Oh, I wouldn't know. I, I just remember when we were young and having to eat it and, and me being fucking miserable. Right. It was it was a goddamn punishment to eat fucking raisin yeah, bread. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> um, but, you know, the idea that despite going through all of this insanity, he put out these massive hits right. yeah, again. That's you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So this dude is just unstoppable. Um, unfortunately, also during this time, his marriage to Barry Gordy's sister is failing. Mm. In 1969, all of this culminates in one of at least three documented attempted suicides. Jesus. Jeez, poor guy. Yeah. Um, he tried to shoot himself. He was saved by Barry Gordy's father. Mm. So, imagine that. Right. So Fucking the guy who like made that. his career and literally saved his life, right? Um, or the family, rather. The family, that made right. his career and, yeah. and also saved his life. Unbelievable. Um, so Marvin Gaye is said to have felt like he didn't deserve the success that he achieved Mm. and that he felt like Barry Gordy's puppet. 
So he decides to take a hiatus for music. In the spring of that year, he tried out for the Detroit Lions as a wide receiver. I'm fucking, can you believe that? Can you fucking was he believe athletic? that? He or was, was he just like... I think he was tallish, right? Didn't I think I looked this up once. I'm going to... This is bad podcasting. I'm going to look it up right now. Um, Marvin Gay... Can you imagine... While you're looking I, up, can you imagine the juice you have to have to be like, yeah, I've never played football before, but I'm going to go ahead and start at the NFL level. That's That was my question. Like, So he, he was just like, I think I want to play football. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> So it says he was 6'1", so he was tall enough to be a wide receiver, but you're right, I don't have his weight. But yeah, to go, to to think you, I mean, this was also, I'm assuming, in the middle of the 60s? Uh, 69, 70. Okay, so I, I've talked about this before in my personal life. Um, I'm pretty sure that if we went back in time, I might have been able to play in the NFL in my current condition. Just there, the skill positions, like, it is not like it is today. Where you are fucking six three, fucking two seventy five, running a four three. Right, you know what I mean. You're a specimen. You're, right. It's just like the the peak of of human history. Right. Performance like if is you what's think on about, the field now today. Yeah. Yeah. Back like, then it was like obviously you could in smoke the seventies it was still and, uh, the sixties and seventies it was definitely better because at least they were letting you know um, people of color finally play. Mm-hmm. You know, wasn't you know back in the old white days. I'm pretty sure I could just lace up with those guys. Right, yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. It's just th- this is insane to me. Um, Fortunately, Lions head coach Joe Schmidt didn't want to see him get hurt. Right. So you're going to get murdered here because fucking uh, goddamn. Because you're not a professional, a professional. Right. A middle linebacker (laughs) is going to fucking come over the middle and take your goddamn head off. We appreciate you. And all that we've done. Right. This is Detroit. This is Motown. Right. Right. Wait for Dick Buckus to come say hi. Right. Yeah. Right. Sign as many autographs as you want. Um, Right. So we didn't want to see him get hurt. He refuses the tryout. Um, Marvin Gaye befriended some of the players, but didn't ever actually play for the Detroit Lions. For the best. Yes, everyone no. everyone in the universe is better off that that didn't happen. Probably, right? Yeah. Uh, but again, just like the juice to, yeah. to walk in and be like, yeah, it's me, Marvin Gaye. Right. So step aside, please. <laughs> he just sings his I way I will take in. that jersey. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so now we're going to shift to a parallel timeline. Okay. Meanwhile, <laughs> in the Hall of dust, Justice. Right. May 15th, 1969. Mm-hmm, okay, mm-hmm. so right around the same time. The Four Tops are on tour. Love Everybody four loves tops. The Four Tops. Bernadette. Bernadette. What a fucking song. What a song. Yeah, fucking, yeah. Talk David about Ruffin Get Me Hype. Right. So it's, it's basically a fucking rock song. Yeah. Uh, the Four Tops are on tour. They witnessed Bloody Thursday at People's Park in Berkeley, California. Ronaldo Obi Benson recalls himself feeling appalled, asking himself... What are we doing? What's happening? Like he just can't make heads or tails of the violence that they're that they're seeing um, all over the country. I mean, obviously back then we don't need to you know relitigate all this, but right. you know the civil rights movement and there's you know literal physical violence yeah. in the streets. Mayhem. Are, right? yep. Not that that's necessarily changed, but that's for a different kind of podcast. Sure is. Anyway, um, so they get back to Motown after their tour. He relates the story to songwriter Al Cleveland. Al Cleveland uses the inspiration and writes, "What's going on?" Mm. <clears throat> the song is presented to the four tops. They turned it down because they refused to do a protest song. Right. And didn't Barry Gordy also, he was not into Marvin Gaye. Do, and maybe you're about to get into this, so I'm not trying to steal your thunder, but didn't Barry okay, Gordy step w- on it? W- wasn't he like, 
I don't want you doing this because it's listen, we don't we don't want you being an activist. We don't want you doing making political statements. We just want you doing fucking I heard it through the grapevine. I need white I, people buying these black people's right. Records. And if you Trying start doing here. this extra shit, you're gonna you're gonna rub a lot of people the wrong way. It's gonna hurt Motown and right. hurt yourself. But it's hard, right? Because it's one of those uh, you know, ten million movies have been made about Right. The, the decision, right? Like, do you, do you, do you follow your integrity? Do you follow your heart or right. do you follow the paycheck? Right. Do you take the risk? Right. And listen, Barry Gordy was a fucking genius and brought all of these people in and, and created Motown. Right. Clearly I mean, he had near. He, right. <laughs> let, like, right. I'm not trying to discredit Barry Gordy and his decisions and all that, but it was the same thing. It, again, correct me if I'm wrong with Stevie Wonder, right? Stevie Wonder Stevie, wanted to branch yeah. out and do his own, mm-hmm. right? Wanted to do the, the, what is it? The songs, of songs in the key of life. Right. Which ended up being one of the greatest records of all time. All time. But was without Motown. Yeah. Because Gordy was like, you're never, you're not going to make it. You're not right. going to make it as a thing. Right. Hmm. So, um, you know, yet another fateful decision like that. So, Obi insists that the song is about love and understanding, um, but the rest of the band wouldn't relent. Uh, to your point, yes, Barry Gordy warned all his artists against doing protest material because he didn't want to alienate the audience. Right. So same old thing, right? Same old story. Um, in fact, as early as 1965, after witnessing the Watts riots, Marvin asked himself with the world exploding all around me, how am I supposed to keep singing love songs? Right. Like it's already right. seriously it, though. Like, yeah. right? no, really. And it's affecting you personally directly and your race and the people that you know and love and everything else. And it, it just yeah. like, how can you just sit You're back angry. and angry and you're being told just to like la di da, right? And not to mention the fact that you act, you are one of the very few that have a platform, right? 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 right. You have a voice, and people right. will listen, right? <clears throat> so, um, when the singer calls Gordy in the Bahamas about wanting to do protest music, Gordy Gordy cautioned him, Marvin, don't be ridiculous. That's taking things too far. Moreover, Marvin's brother Frankie was in Vietnam, right? Um, his brother would tell him stories of his time in Vietnam, as well as his treatment after the fact, you know, coming home from Vietnam. Sure. Um, and then you can actually read in his autobiography, Frankie notes about how they would cry together over like the stories that he would tell him about his experience in Viet fucking Nam, bro. Yeah. I, I, like, so it's like, I, I it's right in your don't. face. Like, right. how do you, you know what I mean? <sighs> like, I can't, I, I mean, again, and not, this is not a political podcast, Obviously, things today are not on the same level as they were with Vietnam and the civil rights movement. But man, we're certainly there are certainly some parallels to draw there. And, you know, you see it today and you want to cry about some of the shit that you see going on. And I like what it was then. I can't I can't imagine like Emmett Till, uh, you know, fucking throwing rocks at the little girl who just wants to go to school, like all that shit. Like, you know, how do you, how, how do you fucking wake up every morning and just say, I'm just going to keep singing my old, you know, I'm going to do my happy dance. I'm going to do this and not fucking do something like yeah. your conscience. How, how do you do it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I totally get it. Marvin Gaye is quoted in 1969 or 1970. I began to reevaluate my whole concept of what I wanted my music to say. I was very much affected by letters my brother was sending me from Vietnam, as well as the social situation here at home. I realized that I had to put my own fantasies behind me if I wanted to write songs that would reach the souls of people. I wanted them to take a look about what was happening in the world. Go for him. Pretty fucking powerful words. Yeah. Right? So after the Four Tops refused the song, Obi Benson takes the song to Marvin Gaye, who said he would do it if he could get a writing credit. All right? So there's a chance here. Right. 
Um, Marvin reworked the arrangement, the vocal melody, and the lyrics. Um, and so while the song obviously revolves around crises like, again, racism, police brutality, Vietnam War, he wanted to celebrate humanity and focus on the good in us, which you, you get that from the song. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because it's, it's, it's another one of those songs that it's, um, you know, there's a million ways to protest artistically as it relates to music. There are a million ways to write a song that is trying to put across frustration or anger, but also love and affection. Mm. You could write a protest song that sounds like war. Right. Mm. Or you could put out a song that sounds like what's going on. Maybe you don't realize it. Maybe one is more nuanced than the other and thus it's more effective. Maybe it's not uh, on the nose enough. Maybe it, maybe a song more like war, for example, it maybe it needs to be that on the nose or that aggressive, who knows, or, or maybe six to one, half a dozen to another, right? Like yeah. maybe the, a different person gets the message or, is, or gets the impact a different way. Yeah, I think I think the universe needs both. I don't think yeah. one is, you need your Malcolm X and your, and your, and your MLK. Martin, right? right. Um, and you're right, this song to me, it's it more sounds like pleading than it does anger. Like I don't get anger in the <clears> song at all. I get, I get like a, can we please just fucking be yeah, together? Yeah, that's how right. I feel too. Yeah, right, yeah. yeah. So uh, we're now to June 1st, 1970. Uh, they head to Hitsville, USA to start recording the album, What's Going On? Because it's also the name of the record that it would subsequently be on. Um, this time, Marvin does things a little bit differently. Apart from using the Funk Brothers, mm-hmm. which, by the way, are credited with more hits than you can imagine, uh, similar to the Wrecking Crew in the early 60s and 50s. Huh? So I'm gonna, I'll jump in here. What's Going On is the first record that the Funk Brothers actually get credit on the record for being a part of so the funk brothers were the session musicians for all of motown so from motown's inception until they moved out of detroit and went to california in i think the early 70s 72 maybe some shit like that um the funk brothers were they they weren't brothers they were just a group of musicians who flooded detroit because of the booming auto industry and the booming industrial industry that was going on there and ended up getting with Barry Gordy and becoming musicians. So drummers and keyboardists and everything else. Mm. So all the music, all the background musicians for all of these great vocalists, the Funk Brothers had a part of writing all of those famous songs and never got credit because they were just the session musicians. And Marvin Gaye said, absolutely not. We have, they contributed, they need to get a credit. And this was the first time the Funk Brothers ever got. And I, I don't know if retroactively, if they ever did like, you know, yeah. you know, whatever, but this was the first time they ever actually got credit for their, um, for huge. their work on it. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Very similar to like the Wrecking Crew out in California in the like 50s and 60s. Carol Kay, Hal Blaine, all those guys who just played on every record. Like it, it's unbelievable the amount of work that these guys put yeah. in. And they made their money. They made their session money. Um, but Which it's wasn't, I mean, wasn't a lot of money. I mean, the, they, the Funk Brothers were bringing home like... $80 a week or something, which might obviously for the time was probably more money, but a lot of them had to have second and third jobs or also go on tour with the bands or whatever, because they, it really just wasn't, they were session musicians. It was never like you are, you know, the, it's Marvin Gaye, it's Stevie Wonder, you know, it's, yeah. it's Gladys Knight. It's right. not, it's, you know, the Wrecking Crew, which again was predominantly white. They were making cash money. Oh mm. yeah. They the were Funk Brothers were not, yeah. they were black. Um, so, so he brings in the Funk Brothers. He brings in some of his own musicians. Uh, Eli Fontaine is one of those mission, one of those musicians. The alto saxophone riff in the opening of the song was not originally intended. Oh. Again, your favorite part, my favorite part. Um, when Gay heard the playback of what Fontaine thought was just a demo, Gay instantly decided that the riff 
was the ideal way to start the song. Cool. When Fontaine said he was just goofing around, Marvin Gaye said he loved it. And well, you goof off exquisitely. Thank you. I was Aww. just going to say, then you just keep goofing off for the rest of your life because apparently it's fucking spectacular. What what a, again, what a great quote. Yeah. Uh, quote. Unbelievable, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so in September, Marvin brings the track to Barry Gordy, who calls it the worst thing he ever heard in <laughs> his life. That's just spite. That's a quote. This dude. That's just spite. That's just him. I mean, again, Listen, it's he's a hit, trying he's to protect a hit maker. His, he's trying to protect his investment. Right. And right. he is a hit maker. It's not like he has no clout, right? I mean... No, but there is something to say about... Be, listen, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and call Barry Gordy a coward, okay? But there is something to be said about, listen, don't, you know, don't bite the hand that feeds you. Don't, you know, don't, sure. don't, you know, sure. give away your meal ticket. Yep. But... So Marvin Gaye threatens to go on strike unless it, the single, and the album are released, which he does. He goes on strike. So for Marvin, this was an entire piece. It was basically a concept album. Um... He demanded the freedom to spread his wings and speak his political and social mind. During this time, he recorded more music on his own, um, but he was uh, persona non grata, and he took it extremely seriously. So, um, executive Harry Balk tried to get Gordy to release it, but he called the he called all the jazzy Dizzy Gillespie scatty stuff in the middle old. He said he couldn't grasp what they were trying to do and say. He did not understand it. He could not. He could not make heads or tails of what what this piece of music. Right. Was. What's the arrangement supposed to be? What do you, what what are you trying to like yeah. express? So, with the help of Motown sales executive Barney Ailes, Harry Balk got the song released to record stores on January twentieth, nineteen seventy one, sending a hundred thousand copies of the song without Gordy's knowledge. <laughs> Imagine the balls. I love like, that. I'm gonna get fired on this bitch. Yeah. Right. Um, with another hundred thousand within a week sent after that because it was so successful. So one week, Incredible. he needed to send another hundred K. Um, upon its release, the song became a hit and was Motown's fastest selling single at the time, selling over 2 million copies and peaking at number one on the hot soul singles chart and peaking at number two on the billboard hot 100 mm. and gordy got nothing out of it <laughs> well no i mean, well, he, I mean he owns motown it. right he okay but, okay yeah but he certainly has to take the l right yeah i mean you eat some some hard crow on that one and say yeah man, i was i was wrong about right. this one yeah. my bad guys yeah um stunned by the news gordy drove to gay's home to discuss making a complete album stating gay could do whatever he wanted with his music if he finished the record within 30 days before the end of march and thus effectively giving him the right to produce his own album. So, so, so on, they so, put out what's going on the song single. as a single, right. and that sold all those. And that single, was and there just was no record behind rocket. it or anything. Right. So Gordy's just like, okay, can you can you keep it going? Right, because we now we now we need to capitalize it oh because because normally you Remember would have an album. Remember when I said that was trash? <laughs> um, I take it back. <laughs> right, exactly. Because normally you would have an album that would come behind the single. Right, right. So that you'd, you'd be start ready to go. The whole thing. Now remember during his hiatus. He did do some recording right, on his own, but you know, you're giving me 30, 30 days, days. That's not a lot complete of time. A record, right. Um, so, uh, gay returned to Hitsville to record the rest of what's going on. He did it in 10 business days wow. between March 1st and March 10th. When you have something to say, I guess it just comes out of you. Right. So the track uh, in the UK, it peaked at number 80 in the U S billboard top 100. As I said, it peaked at number two, um, on the U S billboard R and B, 
and Soul Singles peaked at number one. Mm. Um, it finished the year year end at number twenty one. Wow, it's I'm surprised bad. it was even that low. I would think yeah. it would be even higher. I'm pretty shocked in all of these episodes on mm-hmm. on all of these huge songs that have stood the test of time. And I know we're going to go through the list, um, yep. but. Man, it just is crazy to me that some of these didn't just end. Like some of them, like I can understand Eye of the Tiger not ending at one, fine. But like... Or even in the top five. Yeah, but I, shocking to me that this song does not end up at number one. So yeah. I'm really curious to hear what the what the top five is on the, on the charts because I'm going to fucking flip a chair over or something. I'm, oh, yeah. I might burn something do. down. Ooh, yeah, I get aggressive. Yeah, yeah, I mean, more often than not, when you're, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, right? So we would sure. like to relitigate some of this top five. Yeah, definitely. If we could. Yeah. And I mean, I will say when we do hear some of the other songs, we're like, ah, you know what? All right. Or at least like it was big. You can can understand it, but it's like, but it's still wrong. Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah, We definitely turn our nose up. It was big, but this is wrong. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So that's the end of what's going on by Marvin Gaye. It's a pretty great story. Pretty incredible. Again, Barry Gordy, fucking a hit maker, a fucking career maker. Couldn't see it. Just couldn't see it or was just too scared to put it out. I, I truly wonder if it, how much was one and how much was the other. Right. I mean, you, you get it. Yeah, I get yeah, it. We but, but did it, he, when it. he, I wish I knew like when he first heard it, did he actually think it was the worst thing he ever heard in his life? Or was it really just like, I am terrified of right. this. It's and a I shame don't it's want, really good, but I, right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. did he just have to try to knock him down all the way down so he wouldn't do it? Yeah. But I'm just, I, that sounds like the most logical thing that would have happened right, right, because probable. it's not a bad song it, right, <laughs> right and then pumped out like one of the greatest records of all time mm. in 10 days yeah okay all right let's break it down break it down like top a five number five how can you mend a broken heart by the Bee Gees? okay love that song good song uh number i mean four. it's not the best Bee Gees song no no but no. it was i mean it was a hit it was big for them sure mm. number four one bad apple by the osmonds Literally don't know. That don't song. know. Literally that song. could no. Okay, so this is no. where that I'm at. Not like, get the, the fuck out right. of here, Osmond. Right. You know, it's funny though. It's it's like one of those things where, like today, there would be some such whatever commercial artist, and it's like, come on, bro. Like, the, bro, the Osmonds were so effing huge, but it's like this. They is had trash. the TV show, right? It was yeah. the, it was the brother and sister. Is that what they were? Right. They're, they're, I think they, they were incest or something. Uh, okay, I don't. Yeah, that's. I think that's, maybe that was there were like jokes about that. Uh, but, okay. Um, and then there were Donnie and Marie, right? Donnie and Marie, yeah, yeah, a little bit country, a little bit rock and roll, right? But people ate that shit up. Yeah. The Partridge family and all that same shit. Just like, yeah, we're a musical family on TV. It was a disaster. Yeah. Number three, It's Too Late, I Feel the Earth Move by Carole King. That's a banger. That's a fucking song. Take that. Yeah, I'll die on that hill. And that's number three. That's number three. Yeah, that's, that's, I'm totally fine with that song. That song is, it's mm. money. Yeah. Bro, when she starts banging those opening riffs, I'm yeah. just like, mm, mm, yeah, 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 yeah. You get the fucking arms pumping like you're fucking, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm all about it. Yeah. I, I wish that we were not just a podcast. I wish there was a video of Kate uh, yeah. for what he just did. Hundred oh, yeah. percent. Yeah. yeah. Take me with you, Carol. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm along for the ride. Is that tapestry? Is that Carol King? I, I or am think I, it's a, yeah. I just get them confused. Yeah, it is, it is. Okay. Number two, Maggie May, Reasons to Believe by Rod Stewart. Okay. I mean, that's a lot a of people song. love that song. That's a good song. Sure. You know, it's not as good as what's going on and certainly not as none of these are as important as what's going on. So, you know, you're going to be hard pressed for me to say it shouldn't be number one on no matter what this number one song is. What is it? Joy to the World by Three Dog Night. Oh, Joy to the Fishes in the Deep Blue Sea. Oh, my God. I love that song. I've seen Three Dog Night. Oh, my God. Oh, you did? I have. Yeah. I saw them at like some. It was like a they called it. It was like a Vietnam 
throwback concert. It was it was like yeah. them and fucking Iron Butterfly doing in a God of Vida. Yeah, there was there was a bunch of like that era oh, bands. Was really weird. Now it was it was like Coachman Park. Yeah, it sure was. Yeah, that's the Jeremiah. Okay, so the world. Jedi on your team. Yeah, every time I see him, Jedi was. Nice. I'll hit him with that. I'm gonna remember that. Yeah, let's remember that. Okay, let's write that down. Nice. All right. UK top five. Okay. Uh, Till by Tom Jones. Mm. Tom and his Jones. It's a no. Tired of Being Alone by Al Green. And I love Al Green, but it's really just the one Al Green song. What is it? Let's Stay Together. That's the only one I care about. Number three, Simple Game by The Four Tops. Yeah. Yeah. Not without their best. No. Two, The Witch Queen of New Orleans by Redbone. Nope. Number one, Maggie May, Reason to Believe, Rod Stewart. Right. Rod, fucking Rod Stewart. He was from over there. Yeah. The faces were very big. It makes yeah. Sense. His hair was very big. Yes. So. Yeah, I'm not in love with either of those two top fives. No. I'll give you I'll give you Joy to the World, but that's, and Maggie May, because it was a huge hit, but Maggie those are the only two hit. I'm really giving you on any on either of those lists. Carol King. Oh, right. Sorry. Carol yeah. Carol King. Yeah, that song's a banger. I mean, yeah, but I, <laughs> that still leaves two spots where what's sure. going on right. absolutely should have deserves been. and should yeah. be right. Yeah. You're 100 right. It's almost like we could. It would take way too long, but I would almost like to look at maybe the top 20 and just rearrange it to the proper, or to see what else could make it into the top five. Yeah, maybe if we ever get on social media, we'll do that on yeah. all of these. Yeah. Um, Pumpkin Patch, rate this song from one to ten. Nine and a half. Nice. Very good. Strong. Yeah. Coming in strong. Yeah, yeah. I like it. I love this song. Yeah. That's a good score. Thanks. Giovanni, made the song from one to 10. So this is hard for me. I'm going to tell you why. It's not my favorite Marvin Gaye song. I have two that I like even more than this song. Really? Well, the next section is, is the best song. I Well, I'll tell you, it's not. <clears throat> oh, okay. It's still a 10. Oh wow! Because, I mean, with a bullet, it, cultural importance. I mean, the song itself is fucking spectacular. It's the fucking arrangement, spectacular. again, the way it makes you feel, every everything around it, the the embracing of the love and everything. It's it's all of it. It just it really is an an impeccably, um, just created song. How whatever it is. Uh, yeah. So it, it's it's still a ten, even though it's not my um favorite. Okay. I'm also giving it a 9.5 because it is phenomenal. Mm. It is unbelievably important. But you won't give it a 10 because you didn't write the whole thing. Correct. Um, I fucking knew it. Very on brand. Right? Really? <laughs> Extremely <laughs> on brand. Just a piece of shit this guy is. <laughs> I love this song. I think everything about it is fucking magic. Yeah. It really it is. It is. And it's it's a whole vibe. As the kids say, because when this song is on, so Nikki literally said that earlier. The kids literally are saying, "Well, that. I mean, not for nothing." But is it is it not a whole vibe? It is an absolute vibe. Yeah. If you're in any setting, in your car, out in public, alone, mm. in a lounge, waiting not, for the slam poet to come on, mm -hmm. um, beat poet, deaf poet, all kinds all, of poetry, all the poets, all, all the, the poets. poets, wherever you are, we had love, not just sex, exactly. Does the vibe not immediately change when that song comes on? I don't yeah. care if you're at a black metal show. If that song... Wow. You know wow. What I'm saying? I don't Just know. like between bands and the house music comes what if, on what and if it's the fucking what's going song, on. What if, what if 
Chumbawamba was on at Sears. Oh my God, what the fuck Why is happening? Why are we happening? at Sears? <laughs> because I'm, I'm, I'm taking my point all the way to its logical conclusion. You're at Sears. You're just passing through. You're not even shopping for anything. And I can't even remember what Sears That's not is the point. like. They well, close right. them Appliances. all down. Right. right. Chumbawamba's on. They're tub thumping. Okay. All right. Before you get to the door, though, the sax solo kicks in. And it's what's going on. Are you just like... Oh, shit. Are, are you going to stay in the store longer to finish it? You jump on top of an appliance and just start <laughs> swinging your hips. Like. You find a remote and start singing into it. Yeah. Even though I'm in fucking bankrupt Sears, <laughs> oh I might hang out for another minute. Or just hurry up and get to my car and put it on. All right. Anyway, I'm dying on this hill. It's a vibe. Uh, <laughs> Pumpkin Patch, is this Marvin Gaye's best song? No. Really? What is Marvin Gaye's best song? My favorite Marvin Gaye song is Let's Get It On. <laughs> Really? Yeah. I'm surprised by that. I'm yeah. not. She's a horn dog over yeah. there. Is she? Yeah. Yeah. Horning it up all I the time. I love that song. Okay. Did you come up with that one too? Uh did you like growing up? Yeah. Okay. That, Weirdly that's... enough to have it played in the household. No, but I mean it's a good song. It's a, again, uh, yeah, it's, you, a, it's it's a classic. It's so a classic, even, right. even though it's a horny song, it's a classic fucking song. I mean it's on the radio, you know what I mean? So it's like, well, what are you mm-hmm. gonna like turn it off because my kid no, that's right. Mm-hmm. Uh Giovanni, is this Marvin Gaye's best song? You already said no, or at least not in your opinion. No. What is Marvin Gaye's best song? Sexual healing. Oh, I love that song too. Yeah. I mean, two of the horniest songs right there, but man, mm-hmm. come on. that I, I don't know that there's a baby making song better than fucking section and, and fucking let's get it on. And I'll get fucking let's I heard it through the grapevine. I love all mm. of those songs. It's hard for me to, okay, let me say this. Over, it's a cover. I don't give a shit. Okay. What is? Heard it through the grapevine. Yeah. I don't it's care. It's still a really good song. Oh, because yeah. the California Raisins did it first. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can't believe both of you guys went sexual. Yeah, I guess well, I can't. Wait, help. I can are, is he surprised? I can this believe guy. it. What am I talking Who's about? This guy. Uh, but again, I, I would put those as tens as well. So it's hard. It, it's. I mean, it's. Is it a four way tie? Okay, maybe I'll give it a four way tie because they're all great. But man, no, stop. Dude, what about a three way? No. <laughs> uh, I get it. Don't cop out. It's you make a decision. Yeah, it's, not, it's many not. Hits. It isn't my. It isn't my favorite song. Wow. Um, I think this is his best song. Oh, even though he didn't write all of it. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Still his best song. Mm. Of the, of the entire catalog, mm-hmm. 100%. Benedict Arnold over here. All right. <laughs> Good Lord. Uh, Pumpkin, is this on any playlist that you have? And if so, is it a play or is it a skip? It's not. No. <gasps> wow. Mm-hmm. Blasphemer. Right? I'm going to say what I always say. It is now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know guns. if you know this. Nikki doesn't, yeah. Nikki's not really into music. No, I hate music. I don't even know why you guys invited me on this. <laughs> My God. Well, I'm glad it is now. Yeah. I'm glad that we're able to like shepherd you. Yeah. The thing feel, is, is that good. I've had, like, I'm sure it was on a playlist at some point in my life. Yeah. Okay. But just over the years, it's... You know what probably happened? It was not. on your old phone and then your old phone broke and then you had to like make your new playlist. I mean, I go from like Spotify to Apple Music, whatever's no. giving me the best okay. deal. So that, that's the only reason. It was just a, it was an oversight. Yeah, right. it was a hiccup. Right. And now we've remedied that. No, it's it was probably corrected. specifically on a playlist of when I was in college just having the time of my life <laughs> and needed some sweet jams for the candlelit sessions I was having. I appreciate the effort in lighting candles. I love wax candles. Play? You like to put up, make, create a little ambiance. Yeah. You like to create a little, create the, set the scene. Yeah, a little splatter porn. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Too far? With the wax. Never too far. Mm, yeah, never. With the what? Never. Okay. With the flames. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Giovanni, I like on? to be lit on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Please burn me the fuck she up. She is a ginger. 
Okay. No soul. I just come back. <laughs> I am a phoenix. <laughs> she respawns. That's she right. regenerates. Yeah, yeah. She, she yep. was not born. Okay. Yeah, she just she has to give up all of her uh, all of her tools and everything, everything that she's gathered each time. Right. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't have it on a playlist. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's. Giovanni, is this on a playlist for you? Yeah, I have it on a Motown playlist. Yeah, yeah. Uh, same Z's. Yeah, I yeah. also have it on a Motown playlist, and I definitely play it. I don't. I don't think I'm going to skip it. It's not a skip. It's never a skip for me. It is 100. percent If I'm listening to a Motown fucking playlist and that song comes on, it is absolutely a 100 percent play. Cool. Yeah. Cool. 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 All right. This has been good. I've enjoyed this journey. Yeah, um, it's a good journey. It's time for everyone's favorite part of the show. Oh, it's my favorite. Um, what other type of playlist could this week's track what's going on grace so we're going to throw it over to pumpkin patch okay and let pumpkin uh take us on a journey uh, well a second journey because we've already been on one. Oh, that i, it cre- I get it <laughs> I, it makes sense now i heard yeah. it okay yeah. my apologies fan base mm. um i went the unity route U-N-I-T-Y. That's a unity. U-N-I-T-Y. Unity. Now where is it? Okay. What's Going On by Marvin Gaye. Good song. Right. One Day by Modest Yahoo. Changes by Tupac. Okay. Where's the Love? Black Eyed Peas. Imagine John Lennon. Yeah. What a Wonderful World. (gasps) One of my favorites. Oh my God. That's an old timer, bro. One Love. Bob Marley. Okay. All you need is love, the Beatles, yep, yep, yep. and love will tear us apart. Joy oh, Division. Joy Division. Okay. All right. I was really happy with the inclusion of What a Wonderful World. Yeah, I agree. Uh, nice I touch. love that it, song It's such so a sweet, all-timer. sweet song, yeah. It makes me want to have a picnic. Yeah. Like, specifically in, like, a park mm. and just be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, to me, it's like, like um, it's, it's uh, what's the... Um, you are my sunshine. Mm-hmm. Like it's like that to me. It's just like the it is the absolute kindest, just gentlest, warmest mm-hmm. fucking song. Yeah. yeah. Love it. I'm with you. More people need it. Yep. All right, Giovanni, what have you cooked up? So I have two. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> I can't help it. So do you do you this want me to? This is a just... classic Motown's playlist no, that I created. No, although I do have one of those if you want it, because it's great. Naturally. So do you want two or do you want me to just pick one? I'll it's up to you. What's the first one? What's the title of the first yeah, one? But, yeah. The first titles. one is, and this one's a little easy, but it's songs that are questions. Okay, I did that, actually. You did songs so that are questions? Okay, yeah. perfect. This literally happened last time. Yeah, We're did. brothers. We are brothers. Hey, brother. Hey, brother. All right, so the next one is songs that are greetings. So like you could walk up to someone and be like, what's going on? I'm dead. <laughs> right? So okay, I, I want to hear this one. Yeah, I'm, I'm into it. Okay. So I got what's going on, obviously. I've got what's up what's by Four up Non by Blondes. Blondes. Yes, sir. <laughs> sure do. That uh, song fucking bangs. Yep. Slaps. Yep. Slaps, yep. Yeah. Uh, hello, Lionel Richie. Mm-hmm. <sighs> hello, Goodbye by the Beatles. Hello yes. by Adele. There's a lot of hellos All on right. here. So just, mm-hmm. I'm, I tried to dial it back with the hellos, okay? <laughs> um, Catch Me Up by Gomez. Okay. Okay. Yep. Uh, Where you going by Gomez? Kind of both. Uh, Hello, I love you. The doors. Hey ya by Outcast. Yeah. Okay. See that. Um, hey there, Delilah. Playing like cheese. I don't love the song, but fine. Um, hello again, Neil Diamond. Hello by Oasis. Hey jealousy by the Jim Blossoms. Aww. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Love that song. Uh, hello Dolly, Louis Armstrong. My name is by Eminem. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Little introduction. Yeah. 
Mommy Where's Daddy, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Don't listen to that song. It's creepy. Uh, Hello, Mary Lou by Ricky Nelson. Oh, good one. Good by heart. Hey, you, Pink Floyd. Oh, ah. yeah. I didn't see that coming, did you? No, Curveball. Yeah. Hello, it's me, Todd Rundgren. Todd How Rundgren. good is that fucking song? Fuck. Hello, it's me. Yeah, bro. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a good one. Yep. Uh, Can I Sit Next to You by Spoon? Welcome to Paradise. This is because it was welcome. Welcome to Paradise by Green Day. Welcome to the Jungle by GNR. Um, nice to meet you by Niall Horan. I don't know how to say his name, but I think he's from One Direction. But I do love that song. Have you ever heard that song? Nice Mm-mm. to meet you. It's a fun. It's a fun dancey song. And hey, dude, cool the shaker. Cool. Oh, hey, dude. What about Hey Jude? I thought about it, but I already had Hello Goodbye. So Hey Jude was on there, but it wasn't. You know, hey, great song. Still a good song. Yep. All right, that's my list. Oh, I should keep mine up so that I can fix your list. Okay. <laughs> um, that's funny, though, that we had the same... You're exhausting. I am. Uh, Excuse me. You fucking animal. Uh, songs with questions in the titles. Who are you? By the who? I had that, yep. Does anybody really know what time it is? Great. Chicago. <laughs> Excellent. Fucking love that song. Yeah, absolutely love it. What if you have the same playlist? <laughs> I don't have that one. Okay. Okay. Good job. All right. Yeah. Uh, will you still love me tomorrow? The Shirelles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fucking love it. Mm-hmm. How will I know? <laughs> I have that by Whitney Houston. Whitney. Sure do. Where is the love? Roberta Flack and Donny Hathaway. Good one. Okay. For for smooth, easy feelings. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Nope. Um, how am I supposed to live without you? By Michael Bolton. Come on. For all the flack he takes. I look, I know it. I get it that he's a meme. That's right. I get it. But the song, it it stands it's on its own. a song. Okay. It won't be denied. Yeah. Um, what's love got to do with it? Tina Turner. Okay. Yep, I have that. Yep. How deep is your love? The Bee Gees. Oh, fuck you. I have mm. that. You son of a bitch. It's a good one, right? Yeah. Um, should I stay or should I go? Okay. I have that too. You son of a bitch. Yeah, I'm good at this. No Chromosomes, internet help, man. Right? Yeah. No internet help, by the way. Don't use the internet when you're making your playlist. No, it's by not the way. fun. It's, I actually it makes usually it go way to less fun. Yeah, yeah, I go to the songs I have on my Spotify in my different mm-hmm. playlists and look through. Stuff. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Clash. Uh, can you feel the love tonight, Elton John? Oh, good one. Is I haven't this, heard that song. Is this the Lion second King. time you've put this? Who had that? You. I probably you no, did. No, we had um on your big cat. No, that was him, and uh, that was the <laughs> the lion sleeps tonight. Oh, 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 no, Elton John. It was honky. Oh, cat. right, it was honky cat. But you also had the lion sleeps tonight, which were both yeah. Lion King songs. Yeah, Lion King is what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> I haven't heard that song in fucking forever. By yeah, the way. he goes home and he watches Lion King every night. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. That fucking is the top three Disney movies. Be prepared. <laughs> fucking Scar. What was his name before he got the Scar? Scar. Still Scar? Yeah. Scar was. happened after the fact? It was no, self-fulfilling it was prophecy? Like a, yeah. <laughs> oh self-fulfilling prophecy. We're parents. <laughs> Are you going to go by my way, Lenny Kravitz? Fuck you, man! Yeah. Question mark. I love how upset you're getting, but it uh, like a, he's just picking good songs. I know, but I want... They're my songs. Yeah. Um, what's the frequency, Kenneth? REM. I don't have that. Okay, good mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, why do fools fall in love? Oh. Frankie Lyman and the Teenagers. I don't have that. And yes, I do. Good job, dude. Dick. Uh, that right. That's where I stopped. Okay, I could go on forever. There are a lot. Here a comes Geo. Yeah. Um. So you already did. How deep is your love? Right. Yeah. By the Bee Gees. Okay. Did you do? Do you love me? By the Contours. No. No. Oh, come on. Do you love me, baby? And you did. Why do fools fall in love? Yes. And again, what's up by Falling Around Blonde? Mm-hmm. Um. Have you seen the rain? CCR. <gasps> Good one. Mm-hmm, 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 CCR. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
Who can it be now? Men at work. Who can it be? Yeah. Now? Wouldn't it be nice? Oh, oh my yeah. god. You're welcome. Stop. Don't even move on because I want to <laughs> sit in my filth. That is so fucked up that I didn't put that one. This one of my fucking Oh my yeah. god, that's such a good song. How yeah. could you forget that song? Seriously. Shit. Yeah, I told you I was gonna fix it. Um Are You Gonna Be My Girl by Jet? I know you don't like that song, Fuck but I love that yeah, song. Fine. Okay. Um Do You Realize the Flaming Lips? <gasps> There you go. My heart. Yep. You're welcome. Phenomenal. Phenomenal choice. Phenomenal, bro. Do you know what becomes of the brokenhearted by David Ruffin? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a harsh mm-hmm. one. Yep. When it's the 80s. Yeah. And yeah. There's, yeah. It's tough. Can I kick it? Can I kick it? Yeah. Yes. You uh, can. Where did you sleep last night? Nirvana. We've talked about Obviously. this. Right. <clears throat> Makes an appearance. Uh, did you miss me by the Cooper Temple Clause? This is, I know, an underground hit that no one is really no going to know, it. but go listen to it. Go listen to the Cooper awesome. Temple Clause. This is a Cooper Temple Clause uh, podcast. It sure is. Please yeah. make sure, make it a point, go and do it. Yep. Cooper Temple Clause. Yep. Go and do it. And then uh, Feeling All Right by Traffic. Not feeling too good myself. Not feeling too good myself. Do you like the Traffic version or the Joe Cocker version? Go. Traffic version. Really? Yep. Oh, yeah, smoother. Very good. It's smoother. I like Joe Cocker. I mean, he's got that fucking voice that, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you, for those of you that didn't, that isn't able to see it, my brother just had basically a seizure. It's so much drama tonight. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm loving it. I mean, I do good impressions. Like you do, yeah. It's because he's wearing his medal. Oh, he's, a, he's a brand new bitch. You're That's saying he's a brand new bitch. <laughs> you're saying that my medal gives me extra metal? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the What's Going On episode of In the Grooves. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening. Thank you for the unity. Oh, yeah. I-T-Y. Uh, please reach out to us on the social medias. We will have those set up by the time this comes out and we'll start plugging those. Uh, reach out to us at our Gmail, whatever that is. And uh, yeah. Have fun and tell follow people, us like and subscribe. We love you. Yeah, tell us about tell tell your friends and family about the podcast. It's and listen to the Cooper Temple Clause and listen to the Cooper Temple Clause and listen to us because we give you fun facts that are fun to tell at parties and you want to be cool. You'll and be, be interesting so at parties. Popular at parties. Yeah, don't talk about the Kardashians at parties. Talk about cool stuff like music. Yeah. Yes. All right. Thank you and goodbye. Bye.